Hey everyone, Ryan here, host of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. Happy 2022, everybody. I'm a few days late with this. I know, I know. I've been wanting to do this episode for probably over a week now. But uh, yeah, I've been really sick, as you can probably tell from my last few episodes. I don't sound wonderful, but I'm getting my voice back. I feel normal. I feel good. I actually tested negative twice for COVID, so I feel pretty confident that it wasn't that, but something pretty pretty crappy too. So I don't know what it was, but I do know that something or someone from Disney World got me good. It got me really good, but fortunately, I am starting 2022 on a very positive and healthy note, feeling much, much better. I really wanted to rock out a solo episode about things that I learned in 2021. And I know we've all learned a lot. You know, you can say that every year. I feel like 2020 and 2021 were just so different and so unique that we're learning so much about ourselves, our awareness, our mental health. I know I'm certainly learning a lot about myself being put in such a unique and I guess you can kind of say weird situation with COVID and mask and you know the vaccine mandates and all that stuff happening it's it's really unique it's really weird even working from home I started a new job which I'll get to momentarily it took me a while to meet people that I've been working with for a few months and that's super weird I had all my interviews over zoom that's just the way the world is right now it's crazy we're all still adjusting and at the same time we're all still learning so much about ourselves so with 2021 coming to an end I thought it would be a great time to recap some of the major highlights and things that I learned throughout the year, whether that's in my personal life or conversations I've had through my podcast. And I will say thank you once again to all of my guests for joining my podcast. I have learned so much from all of you. It would take probably a 20 to 30 hour episode to get all the things I've learned from all of you at the very least. But I figured I would do my top five things that I learned and took away from in 2021. So without further ado, let's get rolling. These top five, mm, I will say are not in order, but I will say number one is kind of, it's kind of number one to me, and I think you'll understand. So number one to me, I guess I've known this for a while, but it was like proven to me. My theory was kind of proven. And number one would be don't settle. Now, I did an episode on this, a solo episode, I believe back in October. And uh, yeah, I still feel this way and I feel even stronger about it now. Do not settle. And yes, I am, you can kind of say I'm pretty much gearing this towards relationships and dating. But at the same time, it doesn't have to be like that. It can go towards work or anything else that's super important to you. But if you've listened to all my episodes, you'll know I'm pretty vulnerable. I'll put myself out there. I am now 39 years old, never been married. One of the reasons I started this podcast was my frustrations in the dating world. It was real. It certainly was real. And, um, you know, because of this podcast, I met my now fiance. And I promise, like I said in my previous episode, we will go over that, how that went down. It was really fun. It was really exciting. But, uh, yeah, you know, it would have been easy to settle for something that I knew wasn't for me for the long term. And that's kind of like what we all want, isn't it? I mean, maybe not all of us, but I would imagine most of us want that. 
And I know I certainly did. And that's not a knock to anybody that I dated previously, though some dates were absolutely terrible. <laughs> so it's a knock. It's a knock to some of those. But let's be real. I also I went on dates with a lot of great women. Um, I had a great time with a lot of them. Some of them I just became friends with. Some of them it just didn't click. And I knew it wasn't going to work for me. We just weren't going to match for each other. Um, whether it be culture differences or just, you know, differences of timelines or whatever. But, uh, yeah, you know, I stuck to my guns and I really took the time to work on myself, to make myself a better person, which made myself more attractive to the right person. And I can't recommend this enough to stick with it. Do not settle. I am living proof that, you know, the right one will come around. And let's just say I am so thankful for that to happen. Um, I was starting to lose my mind a little bit. So, you know, for anybody who's listening to this, that is, you know, still single, still searching for the one I can relate. Hell, shoot me a DM. Come on my podcast. We will talk about it because I completely understand. I was single for many years before that. I was in a relationship for like, I don't know four or five months or so. And then before that, I was single for years. And so obviously, yes, it took me a while to make sure I was committed to the right person or someone that I thought was the right person. You know, I don't just easily hop in and out of relationships. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm honestly super, super happy and glad that I didn't settle for something that I knew that wasn't right for me just to say, you know, I'm in a relationship or yes, I'm dating somebody or you know, I'm looking forward to getting married to somebody when I really maybe wasn't or, you know, I think it's just easy in today's society to just kind of like, you know, say I should be married by, you know, let's do, we'll just say 30 years old or 35 years old. And, you know, I should be having kids by this age. And, you know, if you aren't, something must be wrong with you. And, you know, I just can't say it enough. That's not the case. Everyone has their own timeline and I'm living proof. As much as, you know, it pained me to have so many Christmases alone being single, I would have loved to have a significant other there. Um, you know, those days were tough. I had a lot of those days. I would have loved to travel with my significant other. I would have loved to have birthdays and and all those great days to celebrate with somebody. I didn't have that. And so I completely relate to the people who or just like, you know, I'm ready to give up. I can't, I you know, I can't figure this out. This is super frustrating. All I can say is, again, is don't settle because it's going to put you in a bad spot later in life. You know, perhaps it'll put a Band-Aid over the wound or, you know, mask how you feel today. But overall, it's a really bad idea. It's a really bad decision. It's going to lead you down a road you don't really want to be at. And then you're going to have to work backwards you know, who knows, a month, year, years from now to fix, you know, what you probably shouldn't have done in the first place. But, you know, I, I don't want to be negative with that. I want to be more positive, spin a positive light on this because the greatest thing happened to me. I finally found my one. Kristen, I love you. Thank you. It took freaking long enough. I can laugh at it now. That's another thing, too, is I can look back and say, you know, all those years honestly were worth it. Um, like I said, I spent them really focusing on myself and just becoming a better person. And that just ended up attracting a better person. 
And now, you know, the life that I have started to lead, she's a part of. I love that. I love the fact that I started I started a podcast before I met her. I was freelance designing in my own business before I met her. I was traveling before I met her. And now she's part of all of that. I absolutely love that I built my life the way that I wanted it to be. And then I found the person. I think that's that's awesome. And she, like I said, she is a part of that. And she did it herself. She was building her own life and she has her own passions. So now because of that, we share our passions together. And at the same time, what I believe is super healthy, she does her stuff when she wants to and I do my stuff when I want to. And then we do things together. I think that's honestly a very, very healthy relationship is to kind of have that middle ground where you do things together, you share passions. She does things for me and my passions and vice versa. And at the same time, having alone time, you know, she loves to run, you know, and I will run with her occasionally, but a lot of times she goes seven, eight, nine miles and I'm probably done after four or five. It's like, you know, you do your thing today and I'll do my thing today. Just like this podcast here, I'm doing by myself, but I just want to reiterate once again that it was confirmed to me this year in 2021. Do not settle. Keep your head up. Keep doing the right thing. Focus on making yourself a better person, and I promise it will come around. I cannot promise you a timeline. If it was up to me, it would have been years ago for me, but it wasn't, and honestly, I am much better off because of that. I am a better person because of that, and I can offer more because of that. I hope that makes sense, and if you're having trouble yourself, like I said, shoot me a DM. We can chat about it and perhaps even create a podcast on it because I know you're not alone. I can promise you that. That leads me to number two. Now, I've mentioned once or twice in my podcast that I switched my career, I should say my jobs, still doing, I do graphic design, I'm still doing that. I switched that back in like August, September. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say, work for somebody that appreciates you. That is definitely something I learned earlier this year and I struggled a lot with this and if you can't find someone to work for that appreciates you perhaps work for yourself I kind of do that a little bit on the side like I just mentioned I do my freelance graphic design I love doing that on the side I think it's great but I also do love being part of a team part of a corporation something bigger than I am but as vulnerable as I like to be in my podcast I do hesitate going too deep into this situation but I'll go ahead and skim the surface just a little bit to explain why I said what I said. And, you know, I'll never forget years and years ago. I'll never forget this. I was just driving in my car, listening to some, I don't know if it was AM radio, might have been FM radio. I'll listen to sports FM radio a lot, but I don't know why I would have heard this. I remember someone saying, all anyone wants in life is to be appreciated. I probably heard that over a decade ago, and I still remember it to this day. I remember where I was driving. That's how much it hit me. It literally made me think. As soon as I heard that, I was like, wow, that's actually very true. All anyone wants in life is to be appreciated. Like I said, that stuck with me. I think it's such a great quote, and I think it's so spot on. So back when I was working my last job, this is a really long story. I'm not going to get into it because I do want to be professional. And, you know, I still do have really good relationships with a lot of these people. And I want to keep it that way. But back when I was working my last job, it was about three and a half years. 
um, I was really carrying pretty much the whole marketing team with rebranding the entire corporate company, helping design um, a billion, yes, billion with a B, uh, factory as far as all the designs go, storytelling, all that stuff on the walls. Um, I had a designer under me leave, so it was just a one-man show, just me on top of managing an intern and managing, helping manage another intern. Uh, it was just, it was a lot, but I loved it. I genuinely really liked what I was doing, and I was, I was working late. I was working hard. And before I knew it, three and a half years had gone by, and I hadn't really got the promotion that I clearly earned. I, and I'm not saying that in a bragging way whatsoever. I was clearly way beyond the job description I was hired for. They actually lost my job description, so I couldn't even prove that. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I was clearly way beyond what I was brought in for the three and a half years prior. I mean, when you're creating brand and style guides for a corporate company on top of redesigning the logo on top of everything else, I mean, yeah, it's pretty much, that's all the evidence you pretty much need. And when push come to shove, I said, you know, like I'm finally going to speak up for myself and say, you know, I've really earned this. I'm fully confident in saying this. No one can really argue that. And I got pushback. And uh, that felt pretty crummy. And I know there's probably a lot of you listening saying, so what? I got that too. We all do. And that's quite possibly true. There's a lot of people that get pushed back or just get told to leave or, you know, you get laid off or, or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, I can honestly say this really, really frustrated me to know I put in so much hard work, effort, and I've actually delivered. I delivered time after time after time, and I kind of kept that team afloat by myself. And to pretty much get nothing in return when I ask for just a little something after three and a half years, you know, I found a company shortly after that I was referred to that pretty much said, we want you, we want your skill set. And since that day, over three, almost four months ago now, which is crazy, they have appreciated everything that I've done. And when I say everything, I'm not even kidding. I mean, all them team members always say, thank you, this looks awesome. You rock this out, you're a rock star. Thank you so much for what you do. It is so wonderful to be appreciated like that. It is so wonderful to be acknowledged by your teammates, your boss, your peers, your coworkers, just to say thank you. Now, what a difference from my last job to this job. Just feeling appreciated makes all the difference in the world. Yes, a little bonus here and there can help. Yes, you know, finances and vacation, time off, all that stuff. Yes, that's very helpful. And I highly recommend you negotiate that. And I will definitely do an episode on negotiating. I promise you that. But um, yeah, finding someone to work for that actually appreciates who you are and what you bring to the table, go for it. You deserve nothing less. If you work hard, you get results, and you're a good team member, you should go for it. And once again, it kind of goes back to number one, and don't settle. I realize everyone has different financial situations, career situations, benefits, all that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to say, you know, if you don't work for somebody that appreciates you, move on. I'm not going to say that. But I will say when I gave my last job an opportunity for them to appreciate me, 
they might as well have just said to get lost. But now that I found this new company that I work for, I'm not going to say I'm there for life. I don't know. I don't set plans like that. But I will say it is nice to wake up, it is nice to deliver, and it is nice to be appreciated. And clearly, this goes beyond just work. I'm focusing on work here, but you know, as far as relationships go with your significant other, with friends, with family, anything else, just to be appreciated and also to give appreciated means so much. So just think of that too. As much as you want to be appreciated, show appreciation to others too. I promise it'll make their day, it'll make your day as well. All right, moving on to number three. Doing these solo episodes make it feel like I'm just babbling and babbling on here. I don't even know how long it is. I have not been timing. I don't time these things. They're not clearly not scripted. You can probably tell, definitely not scripted. I hope you're still with me. If you are, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. But uh, as I just mentioned, on to number three, something I need to get better at, and I am getting better at, and so much better at now, thanks to Kristen, because she is great at this is celebrate the victories along the way that has been one of my weaknesses my biggest weaknesses as for as long as I can remember honestly you know I really really do have a lot to be proud of I have a lot of accomplishments I'm very happy about one of them being this podcast Um, I really do have so much to be thankful for all the adventures I've taken I'm fortunate enough to live in a nice home. You know, my family is still around. Granted, they're, you know, they're kind of far away in New York right now, but I still have a family. Unfortunately, with COVID, so many people can't say that. So I realize how fortunate I am to be able to actually say that. But I have such a mindset that when I accomplish a goal, and trust me, I'm very goal-oriented. I always have goals. I always have my sights on something that when I accomplish it, it's on to the next goal. I am terrible at saying, awesome job, Ryan. You just kicked ass. You deserve a reward. Reward yourself. Congratulate yourself. Go celebrate this victory before taking on the next challenge. I like pretty much never do that. I don't know if any of you are like that or like me in that way. But um, it's just like, you know, I have so many goals that I want to accomplish with all these different areas in life. And I'm absolutely terrible at taking the time to recognize when I just achieved one. So Kristen, thank you so much, honestly, for kind of reminding me that I need to be a little more present. I know that's also one of my weaknesses. But uh, I remember when I hit a certain amount of listens for an episode and Kristen was like, "Uh, we need to go celebrate this. And I was like, really? You know, in my mind, it's like, you know, I almost expect, you know, if I'm doing it, if I'm giving my all, I expect success. And, you know, I had a certain amount of clicks or listens, I will say, for a certain episode. And she's like, this is amazing. This is incredible. We need to go out and we need to go celebrate. And she treated me to such an amazing dinner in a great restaurant around here in Raleigh. And that kind of just opened up my eyes like, well, first and foremost, I found somebody that's going to celebrate my victories because it's like my victories are our victories, which is is wonderful. You know, I can't believe I found someone like that. I think it's amazing. But um, it just reminds me that, you know, life is short. It can't always be goal, 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 you know, goal, accomplish, goal, accomplish. You really do need to take the time to yourself and with your support and loved ones to celebrate your accomplishments. This is something, like I said, I'll continue to get better at. Kristen's that constant reminder, so I appreciate that. 
celebrate your victories. You know, victories are hard these days. You know, pretty much anybody can say, yeah, they're hard all the time, especially when you set lofty goals. But if you're accomplishing your goals during COVID, when people are just sitting at home, some people are sick, some people are losing loved ones, you can't reach out and connect to people. You know, you might be doing more work at work because you can't rely on others to do it for you. Some people have kids at home. They take up a lot of their time when they're homeschooling. I just want to remind you because I do need the reminder myself to celebrate your victories. And that is something I will continue to do. I'll continue to do better. And I will be celebrating the victory of getting married this year. It is just weird and crazy for me to say, I can't believe I'm going to have a title husband. I can't believe I have the title fiance. Um, Kristen and I laugh about that when uh, when we call each other or see each other in person. Like, hey, fiance. It's just, it sounds so, I was telling my buddy this weekend, it sounds so braggadocious, doesn't it? I don't know. I don't mean to sound braggadocious. I end up using her name now more than saying the term fiance. So anybody that didn't know her name, I just say, oh, yeah, Kristen. (laughs) The term fiance just gets weird when you bring it up multiple times in the conversation. But uh, very proud of it. I'm going to celebrate that. We already have. We'll continue to do so. And then I will celebrate a badass wedding later this year. More on that to come. Now, on the opposite side of the coin, I'm going to move on to number four. One thing I really, really learned, and I say learned because I had not much experience with it, is that everyone grieves differently. And what that also means is that it can be for a long time. There is no timeline, and what grieving looks like to you might not look the same to anybody else. And that is absolutely okay. It took me a long time to really realize what grieving was. It took me a long time to realize how I dealt with it and how I didn't deal with it. And it also took me a while to realize it's not something that goes away quickly. At least for me, it didn't. Now, if you've listened to my podcast episodes previously on multiple episodes, I've talked about losing Coda, my best friend, for all you animal lovers out there, I know when when you have a dog and they become your best friend, they are your best friend. I had her for 15 and a half years. And as you know, as I just mentioned, um, I was single for a long time. It was really just me and Coda. It was me and Coda everywhere I went. She lived with me everywhere I lived. Up in New York, where I'm from, she moved to Connecticut with me when I knew nobody. And she moved down here with me. And all those nights and holidays alone... I was never truly alone because I had her. And I lost her in October of 2020. And I know probably a lot of you know that from my previous episodes. I had a hell of a time dealing with that. I occasionally still do, but I am much, much better. And it's, you know, even saying that gives me a slight feeling of guilt. And that is something I dealt a lot with that I feel much better about now is the thought months ago is like, okay, I'm feeling better today. That made me feel bad. You know, getting over losing a loved one or smiling and having a good day in the middle of when you should be sad was hard for me to deal with. You know, I needed people to say, it's okay. It's okay. You're having a great day. You can laugh now. (laughs) 
You know, she's not going to get mad. That was something that took me a really long time. And like I said, it's I still am. I'm still dealing with it, but I'm just dealing with it much, much better. I can look back now and laugh at our good moments. I can look back and remember, you know, everything that she was to me. And I can say with full confidence now that I truly did everything I could for that dog. Nobody, I think nobody would complain for 15 and a half years with their dog. I can't complain about that. It's never enough. It doesn't mean you're not going to feel guilt when they pass like I could have done more. You know, I can look back and say that I pretty much did everything that I could have. You know, it was her time. That's ridiculously hard for me to say. I still hate saying it. But as I mentioned, everyone deals with grief differently. I now have a completely different understanding of what grief is. So when someone does lose a loved one or a pet or just anything close to them, I have quite a bit more understanding of what they're going through. I can be quite a bit more empathetic. And I now know what they're dealing with and the way they deal with it is okay. And it's probably going to look different than the way I dealt with it and continue to deal with it, honestly. I remember, you know, last year was a lot of firsts. It was her first birthday without her. That was hard. It was very, very helpful. Once again, that I had Kristen with me. She wanted to make sure that we did something special. So we did go back to my home in New York where I got her. And uh, that was a really long day, really long night. I, just, I was just in tears the whole time. And then, um, you know, you kind of feel a little better. You get that out of the system. She did some, Kristen did some really nice things. I got some great gifts. You know, the memory lives on. And then, you know, we went out of town again for the one-year anniversary of the day that she passed, which is still, if you can probably hear it in my voice, is really hard for me to say. So a lot of the first are super, super difficult to deal with. Um, at least the Christmas that I just passed a few weeks ago. Um, you know, at least it wasn't my first without her. That was a really tough Christmas last year without her. So yeah, I won't I won't go, you know, too deep into that. I just wanna say, boy oh boy, I have a completely different understanding and respect for grief and people that are grieving. And I know there's a lot of people grieving right now. You know, it's not just COVID. COVID is taking a lot of lives, but there are a lot of people losing loved ones, you know, from cancer or other illnesses or different ways. And it's not even just people. It's sometimes losing something you loved and people grieve over that. You know, I've learned, like I said, I've learned so much about grief. I will have someone this year that's a promise this year to talk about grief i had been wanting to do that i'm going to make that happen we're going to dive into grief and how to deal with it how to deal with it properly and what it looks like to different people but yeah that was a really really big one it sucks to go through i would have preferred not to learn it like this but it's also life everyone seems to have to go through some kind of something like this some grieving like this and we all learn by going through it and there are better days ahead 
So with all of that said, I'm going to move on the fifth and final thing that I learned in 2021. Yes, I know I learned a lot more than five things. <laughs> I already said that, but I will stop at number five. And number five is also very, very important. And this was through multiple conversations with a nutrition coach. And I will give a shout out and props to Dr. Nicole Keen. If you have not listened to those episodes with her, you are missing out. They are awesome. And she is coming back on. I don't know when. But I promise it's happening because every conversation I have with her is freaking enlightening. She's amazing. I can't wait to have her back on. That will happen sooner than later, I promise. But my number five is to be mindful of what you put in your body. And this includes obviously food and liquids, but also the vitamins you take and where you get them from. I'll touch on that in just a moment. But I'm sure like many of you, I gained what you can call almost a freshman 15, like a COVID 15, right? When COVID started, all the gyms started to close down. Everything was locking down. Everyone's in their homes and, you know, doing 20 push-ups a day and calling it a day. Yeah, that wasn't really working for me. I was still going for runs, but I was snacking like crazy. And uh, yeah, not really eating the way that I wanted to. I was actually eating pretty decently healthy foods, but man, oh man, the portions I was eating was out of control. I was going to the pantry every, I don't know, 30, 60 minutes. I was like, you know, I'm eating something healthy. It's fine. I'll munch on it. I don't know. I got bored 60 minutes later. I was like, I'm still sitting here. I might as well eat something. Eat some more. And yeah, maybe uh, what I was eating was kind of healthy, but when you keep adding it and adding it and adding it, especially like the almonds that I kept eating is just like fat after fat after fat. I was, you know, pretty unaware. For someone who is so aware of what they're eating, I was pretty unaware of how terrible it was for me to do that. I got into a really bad habit. And uh, I know I'm going to bring her name up again. I'm sorry. But Kristen kind of called, she kind of called me out on it. I would say probably five months into dating, like, you know, you kind of snack a lot. You might want to keep somewhat of an eye on that. And, uh, you know, I gave her kind of some crap for it, I'm sure, that night. But uh, honestly, it was true. And it was pretty altering. And because of that, um, I set myself up with a nutrition coach. Thankfully, um, you know it was it was kind of taken care of through my company at the time. Um, I'm gonna give her a shout out, Tina Coat. Tina, you helped me quite a bit. We had um, conversations every two weeks. We did this for a few months, and then after that, it was about every month, kind of keep on track. And um, yeah, like I said, life altering. I'm not kidding. That's not an exaggeration. She made me download the My Fitness Pal app, and I got an eye opening experience every time I plugged in food. It was like, oh my God, I did not realize I was eating that much and how it adds up so fast. I had no clue. Here I am thinking I was just eating healthy things, not realizing when you add it all up, not so healthy. And it doesn't lead to the lifestyle that I really wanted. So honestly, I got a really good grasp on what I was putting in my body, how often I was putting it in, and the quality of what I was putting in. Now remember, your body is a machine. You have to oil it and fuel it properly. If you don't, 
it's not going to work properly, which means it's not going to function at optimal performance. And I don't know about you, that's what I want. I consider myself an athlete. I'm very active and I have done and I have felt so much better in this last year. I've lost all the weight I've put on. I've gotten more fit. I feel better. I feel more energized. I'm certainly handling my workouts so much better. So thank you once again, Tina. It was eye-opening. I do recommend. I've recommended it on previous podcasts. Download the MyFitnessPal app. Seriously, enter everything you eat. I know it sucks. Trust me. I know it sucks. I don't want to count calories. I get it. If you did it for about two to three weeks, it's going to open your eyes and change the way you eat for the better. I promise you. And if you have results because of this, I want to hear from you. Shoot me a DM. I would love to hear your story. I really would because it worked so well for me. And I promise it will do the same for you. Now, I brought up Dr. Nicole Keen because we had a conversation. I'm pulling my phone out right now because I want to make sure I get this right. We had a conversation on vitamins and supplements and what you're what you're putting in your body and where you're getting it from and how much it matters where you get it from. I knew it mattered. I don't think I knew how much it mattered. And so let me look real quick. That was on episode number 23. So I will recommend if you have not listened to that episode, as soon as you're done with this episode, I recommend you go put that episode on And as I always say, it is a game changer. It really, really is. I had no clue how much it mattered where you got your vitamins and supplements from. And not only that, Dr. Kane talks about what supplements and vitamins you should be taking every day and how it will affect you and the way you feel. We go over in detail what the difference is in getting your vitamins at let's just say like a Target or Walmart compared to an actual reputable company that sells pure vitamins and supplements. It's crazy. I believe she says something like you would have to take like 32 pills of fish oil from a generic bottle you bought at the store down the street compared to a reputable place that sells pure fish oil. 32. I could not believe that. I thought maybe three or four. And with that comes a lot of fillers we don't need. We probably shouldn't be taking those anyways. Why would somebody want to take 30 something pills, which you're not going to do. Let's be real. You're not taking 30 of those when you can just take one. Yes, it will cost a little more, but will it? That's the thing. Will it? Is because if it took, let's just say 10 of those bottles to equate to just one that you could have spent maybe a 30 more dollars on you should have just bought the pure fish oil paid up front for it and it'll it'll save you money in the long run and you're taking such a better product this is why i say be mindful of what you put in your body really really get to know the labels read the labels ask questions and that's exactly what i do i had so many questions Granted, I have this platform I created with this podcast. I wanted to ask. I really, really wanted to ask, what am I putting into my body? And that was not just food, not just vitamins, but also like the energy drinks and the pre-workouts that you know a lot of people that go to the gym like to take to get that little boost before, before working out and get that energy kick. But um, yeah, we go over the label of of an energy drink of every single ingredient in there 
and let's just say most of them probably are not very beneficial as you probably knew, but drink it anyways. And guess what? I still do. I still do on occasion. Uh, it's a little treat for me. I still probably need to tone that down. And, uh, I think I will honestly, but, um, yeah, I cannot recommend enough to have a better idea of the things that you put in your body. If you want your body to function like it can, if you want to look good, if you want to feel good, if you want to have energy and perform, really, really get to know what you're putting in your body. Take it serious, especially for the things you consume on a daily basis. And all right, with that said, I hope you're still with me. I didn't babble on too long. I narrowed my choices to those five, and I hope those five were very helpful to you, or at least one of them. I want one of them to at least alter your perspective just a bit, and I did my job in creating this podcast episode so you can learn from me and my mistakes and my conversations. I can't wait to see what 2022 has in store for me because it will be an even better version of myself. And I truly hope the same for you. There's really no reason you can't be a better version of you and have a better year in 2022 than you had in 2021. And once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. I promise so many more great episodes are coming your way. Now that I can actually speak and talk again, I cannot wait to bring you more episodes and more great guests as we uncover our pursuit of happiness. So thanks for joining along my journey and I'll catch you next time on the next episode.